If you brought a Bible, go please to 1 Chronicles chapter 4 and verse 10. Trajo su Biblia, vaya por favor a Primera de Crónicas, capítulo 4, verso 10. This is an Old Testament book. And if you ever tried to read through the whole Bible, you might have gotten stuck in 1 Chronicles. Si usted un día quiso leer toda la Biblia, de principio a fin, quizá tuvo problemas con Primera de Crónicas, porque es un libro de muchos detalles, uh, de muchos nombres. It is a name, as the title would in, uh, indicate, a, a chronicle. It is basically a record of the names of the people of, of Israel Uh, and the account of some of their lives. And right in the middle of the book, or in the middle of one of the accounts, we find a couple of verses which introduce us to the man who will be the subject of our study tonight. En medio del capítulo 4, en medio de muchos nombres que se recitan en este libro, vemos el nombre de uno de los hijos de Israel, del cual vamos a hablar esta noche. Comenzamos nuestro estudio sobre Javes la semana pasada. We began our uh, Bible study on this subject last week, and we'll conclude it this week, if the Lord is willing. Y vamos a concluir esta tarde con este tema, si el Señor así lo desea. Have you found it? First Chronicles chapter 4, let's begin at verse 9. Vamos a comenzar. Verso 9, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother named him Jabez, saying, Because I bore him with pain. Now Jabez called on God, on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed, and enlarge my border, and that your hand might be with me, and that you would keep me from harm, that, I, that it might not pain me. And God granted him what he requested. And God granted him what he requested. That's good news, isn't it? Dice la palabra del Señor, Y Jehová le dio lo que él pidió. Buenas nuevas esta tarde. Father, I thank you for the Holy Spirit and the presence by which you have made yourself known in this room tonight. I thank you because in your presence there is life and in your presence there is the fullness of joy. I pray that you would anoint my lips of clay to teach the word of the living God. And I pray that you would anoint the hearing of this congregation that as they hear tonight they would hear with the ear of faith and that they would be encouraged to pray bold prayers and attempt bold and great things for you. We ask this in Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say this. I was created for more. All right, now turn to the other neighbor and tell them, I was created for more. Dígale a su vecino esta noche, yo fui creado para más. I think if all of us are honest, And I know that we are. We will at times consider our life. Creo que si somos honestos cada uno de nosotros, 
considerando nuestra vida, puede decir, yo puedo hacer más para Dios. If we're all honest and we consider our life as a walk with God, I believe all of us could say, I can do more for God. All of us can say, I was created for more than this. And maybe uh, as you go through your life and you ex experience uh, the setbacks and the challenges of life, it's not hard for you to say, I was created for more than this. I, eh, eh, creo que hay una, un sentir en cada uno de nosotros que podemos decir, yo fui creado para más que esto. And so tonight I want to speak to that. I want to speak to that part of your heart. Esta noche yo quiero hablar a esa parte de tu corazón. In fact, I want to speak to that part of your spirit. Yo quiero hablar a esa parte de tu espíritu. Because you see, the spirit of God in man desires more. El espíritu de Dios en el hombre desea más. Everything God does gets better. I said everything God does gets better. Todo lo que Dios hace a mejora. The Bible says that we go from glory to glory. Dice la escritura que vamos de gloria en gloria. And so I want to challenge the part of us that would settle for less than what God designed us to do. Yo quiero desafiar esa parte de nosotros que diría, yo me voy a conformar con hacer menos que lo que Dios me ha llamado a hacer. I want to challenge that in you tonight, and I want to challenge it in, our, in us as a church. Quiero desafiar eso en nosotros y también en esta iglesia, ese deseo de conformarnos con decir, ya no puedo hacer más para Dios. To say, I've done all that I could for God. I want to challenge that tonight because there ought to be in the heart of every believer a desire for increase. Debe haber en el corazón de cada creyente un deseo de crecer, un deseo de más. And so tonight I want to say to you that you were created for more. Usted fue creado para más. Whether you are at the beginning of your life, the middle of your life, or uh, pressing toward the end of your life, whatever stage of life you're in, there is still more that you can do for God. Aunque ustedes quizás estén en la primera parte de su vida o la mediación de su vida, quizás hacia el fin de su vida, no importa, usted y yo podemos cultivar un deseo de crecimiento aún en, el, en cualquier etapa de nuestra vida y saber que fuimos hechos para más que esto. And I'm going to just tell you, you were created for more than coming to church on Sunday morning and listening to sermons and going to lunch afterward. Say amen. amen. Usted fue creado para más que solamente venir a la iglesia el día domingo, oír un sermón y luego salir a comer con la familia. I'll tell you this, Jesus did not die on the cross for that. Jesús no murió en la cruz para eso. But that's what the American church has reduced the Christian life to. 
Eso es lo que hemos reducido en la iglesia americana, la vida cristiana, a eso tan pequeño. So, small thing, but friend, I believe that there is more that God wants for us to do than that. Yo creo que hay mucho más que Dios tiene para nosotros y quiere que hagamos para Él. And so tonight, I want to challenge you to believe that in the depths of your heart that there is more that God can do through me. Quiero desafiarte esta noche a creer que hay más que Dios puede hacer en mí. So say it again. I was created for more. And we have as our example a man named Jabez. And I explained to you last week that Jabez had two strikes against him. Les expliqué la semana pasada que Jabez tenía dos problemas. First, he had a, uh, a problem in his name. Primero tenía un problema en su nombre. He was given a name that meant sorrow. Se le dio un nombre llamado el dolor. And so what defined him was, a, a, was pain. Lo que daba definición a su vida era el dolor. The second thing he had going for him was that he was not well known. Siguiente, uh, nos damos cuenta que Javes no era muy bien conocido. But we learned last week two things about this, didn't we? We learned that you can be um, unknown anywhere in the world, but so long as you are known by God, you can have influence. Aprendimos la semana pasada que aunque nadie te conoce, si Dios te conoce, vas a ser una persona de influencia con Dios y con los hombres. Somebody ought to give God thanks that you and I are known in heaven. Debemos darle gracias a Dios que Dios nos conoce. President Obama may not know you, but God does. Quizá el presidente Obama no te conoce, pero Dios sí te conoce. He knows you by name. Y te llama por tu nombre. We also learned that the first part of Jabez's prayer was, Lord, that you would bless me indeed. Aprendimos que él dice, Señor, bendíceme. Y esa palabra indica que Javes le estaba pidiendo a Dios que hablara sobre él una definición nueva para su vida. And we talked about the fact that when he said, bless me indeed, that, that he was literally asking God to redefine his life. The blessing of God is so powerful that it can redefine your life. La bendición de Dios es tan poderosa que puede dar definición nueva a tu vida. And as I was thinking about this this week, I want you to just notice this pattern. The Bible said that when God created Eve, he brought her to Adam and he blessed them. God blessed marriage. And he defined marriage right from the beginning with a word. Dice la escritura que Jehová creó a Adán y a Eva y cuando los creó, los, uh, trajo a Eva a Adán y dice que los bendijo. Y ahí vemos que Dios comienza el núcleo familiar con una bendición. The family was created with the blessing of God. 
La familia fue creada con la bendición de Dios. Now I want you to know that God's will is for your family to have his blessing on it. El, el deseo y la voluntad de Dios que tu familia sea bendecida. Don't you believe that? It's God's will for your family to be blessed. Es la voluntad de Dios que tu familia esté bendecida. I don't believe it's God's will for you to uh, come together at Thanksgiving and nobody can see each other and there's strife and tension and whispering. No, I believe it's God's will for your family to have the blessing of the covenant God that you serve. Say amen, somebody. Yo creo que el plan y el propósito de Dios, no que su familia llegue a la cena de acción de gracias y no se puedan ver y no se puedan hablar y que uh, primero tengo que ir a la casa de aquel y luego a la casa de aquella porque no se puede ver no usted debe creer nuestra familia puede tener la bendición de Dios so God blessed the first family and then when Noah got off the ark cuando Noé se ahojó del arca y su familia again we see the blessing cuando bajan del arca what was left on the earth ruin nothing no había nada de, de uh, no, se, no dejó nada en el mundo el diluvio pura ruina entonces cuando Noé ve eso so when Noah sees that what does he need he needs a word from God that redefines that situation él necesita una bendición ahora porque hay ruina y él necesita la palabra de Dios para dar definición nueva a esa situación. Entonces Dios ha puesto en nuestra boca el poder de bendecir. God has put in our mouth his word so that we can bless. So when you walk into ruined situations, you need to open your mouth and start blessing. Cuando usted camine en un lugar arruinado, abra su boca y comience a bendecir. Oh, that you would bless me indeed. Oh, Señor, bendíceme. Esa era la petición de Javes. I have, I have blessed you every time you've left this church. Because I believe that when you and I Receive the blessing at the end of the service. We're literally receiving God's defining word over our life for that week, for that month, for that year. So don't take it for granted. When I say raise your hands for the blessing, don't do this. Cuando diga levante su mano para la bendición, no haga así como que hay otra vez con la bendición. Usted debe saber esto es mío. You didn't know this is mine. And we closed the Bible study last week reading out of number six. What did the Lord say? He said, tell the priest to bless my people. And then I will bless them. Leímos en número seis que dice la escritura, dile al sacerdote que bendiga mi pueblo, que invoque mi nombre sobre mi pueblo. Y cuando hagan esto, yo los bendeciré. And God is in a covenant of blessing with us. Dios es en un, está en un pacto de bendición con nosotros. So let me give you a little word of advice, okay? I'm not going anywhere. Don't panic. I'm not going anywhere. But someday, 
because I'm not going to live forever. Someday you're going to get a new pastor around here. So you tell your children, whenever we get a new pastor, you better make sure that he knows how to bless us. Cuando llegue por aquí un pastor nuevo, hazte cuenta que él sepa dar la bendición. Because there's power there. Because there is life there. It's, it's porque ahí hay poder. Can you handle that? Parents, bless your children. Padres, bendigan a sus hijos. Dads, you have the authority of a high priest in your home. Uh, padres, ustedes tienen una autoridad de un sacerdote en su hogar. Entonces, bendice a esos hijos. Bless those children. Mom, do the same thing. Uh, bless your children. And if you want, just read the same blessings that are out of the scripture. They're the most effective. Lee las bendiciones que vienen de la palabra del Señor. Estas son las más efectivas. El, 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 la palabra de Dios tiene poder. The word of God is power. Amen. So this isn't just a, a, a trivial traditional thing but this is a literal powerful engaging of our spiritual life with the promises of God when we invoke the blessing of God we are literally saying to God I believe your word cuando usted invoca la, la, la bendición de Dios sobre su vida sobre su familia usted no está entrando solamente a una tradición sino que usted está diciendo Señor yo creo tu palabra es tan fácil decirle a un hijo no vales que decirle vales mucho It's just as easy to tell a child you're worthless as to tell them you are worth much. So you decide. Usted decida. ¿Cuál va a ser la bendición o la maldición que va a salir de su boca? You decide if it's going to be blessing or cursing. It comes out of your mouth. The book of Deuteronomy tells us this. Behold, I set before you this day blessing and Cursing, choose. Dice el libro de Deuteronomio, he aquí yo puesto delante de ti la bendición y la maldición, escoge. Choose what? He said, choose life. That you and your seed may live. Escoge la vida para que vivan ustedes y sus hijos. Are you going to choose life? Jabez chose life. He said, Lord, bless me indeed. Javes escogió la vida. Dice, bendíceme. Now, let's look at the second part of his prayer. Ahora vamos a ver la segunda parte de su oración. He says, bless me and enlarge my border. Ensancha mi terreno. Now, this is what we're talking about tonight. I was created for more. What is he saying to God? He's saying, God, give me more. ¿Qué está pidiendo? Es lo que estamos hablando esta noche, que él le dice a Dios, ensancha mi terreno, dame más. Now, why do you want more? ¿Para qué quieres más? 
already, I already mentioned to you, I'm going to say it again, that there is on the inside of us a desire for more. And that desire comes from God. Hay en el corazón del Espíritu de Dios en nosotros un deseo de crecer, uh, un deseo de más. I preached a, uh, a three-day revival one night, uh, one day at a, a small church in San Antonio. I think I told you about this. And uh, when I was done preaching, one of the women in the church said to me, Pastor, Brother Isaac, she said, um, we really don't want to grow. There weren't but 16 chairs in the building, and and uh, there were six, there were 16 of us, so it was pretty full, and uh, half of us were guests. So uh, she said, we don't really want to grow. We just like the way things are. Now, let me ask you this. Do you think that's the Spirit of God talking? En una ocasión de una campaña cuando era evangelista, una iglesia pequeñita que quizá tenía unos 16 sillas y estaban todas llenas y dice una hermana, hermano Isaac, nosotros no queremos crecer. Nos gusta como estamos. Ahora, ¿usted cree que ese es el Espíritu de Dios hablando? No. The Spirit of God is a spirit of increase. El Espíritu de Dios es un Espíritu que desea crecer, desea más. When Jabez is, pre, is praying, he's saying, Lord, give me more. Now, if, if asking for more was wrong, then the Lord would not have granted him the request. Si pedir más era malo, entonces Jehová no le hubiera dado la petición. Pero dice la Escritura que Jehová le dio lo que pidió. But the Bible said the Lord gave him what he asked for. So I want to just uh, spend some time tonight talking about this desire for increase. Quiero hablar esta noche sobre ese deseo del crecimiento. Now, there's a reason why we have to talk about this. Number one, because some of you have been having it so bad that increase is far from your mind. La razón que tenemos que hablar de esto, una, una porque algunos de ustedes les, no les ha ido tan bien recientemente, han estado batallando. You ever had to struggle? And when you're struggling, your faith starts to wane if you're not watchful. Y cuando estás batallando, a veces la fe comienza a menguar. And when there's no faith, there's no desire for increase. Y cuando no hay fe, no hay deseo para crecer. So what I need you to learn to do, and what I've got to get into you, and I'm going to keep saying it over and over again, is when you're going through a storm, stop praying about just surviving the storm and start praying about the victory that God has for you on the other side of the storm. Cuando usted vea pasando una tormenta, ya no esté orando solamente para sobrevivir la tormenta, comience a orar y proclamar ya la victoria que está al otro lado de la tormenta. I'll give you an example. The Bible said Jesus told the disciples, let's get on the boat, fellas. They got on the boat, and they were going to cross the Sea of Galilee. And as they were going across, a storm rose up. Jesús se sube con los discípulos a una nave. Van a cruzar el mar de Galilea. A mediación de cruzar el mar, ocurre una tormenta. You know, storms happen, right? Las tormentas ocurren. 
Jesus calms the storm. Jesus calma la tormenta. Somebody said amen. amen. And then what do they do? They go back home and say, that was a close one. ¿Qué hicieron? Se regresaron a la casa y dijeron, ya no vuelvo a cruzar ese mar. ¿Qué hicieron? What did they do? Anybody know? They went on to the other side. Siguieron hacia el otro lado. Now see, most of us, when the storm calms down, we go home. We say, who has survived? But God has a project on the other side. If you go home, that means that the enemy accomplishes objective of keeping you out of new territory. Si usted se regresa a casa después de la tormenta, en vez de ir a to tomar la, de, la posesión de la promesa, entonces usted le, da, le está dando la victoria al diablo. They continued on to the other side, continuaron al otro lado del mar, and when they got there, cuando llegaron allí, vino un endemoniado. A demoniac came to them. Now that's the real reason why the storm happened. Por eso pasó la tormenta. El endemoniado tenía unos dos mil demonios. The demoniac had about two thousand demons. That'll keep your hands full any day. This man was in a tortured state. He was bound with chains and would break the chains. He was reduced to living among the, the graves because everyone in town was afraid of him. Este hombre estaba en una condición horrible. Uh, rompía las cadenas cuando lo querían atar. Era una, 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 un temor para la gente. Pero cuando Jesús viene a él, when Jesus comes to him or comes to the banks, he comes to Jesus. Él viene a Jesús. He's delivered. Él es liberado. And then the Bible said that he went and he told the whole region what Jesus had done. Luego fue y le proclamó a la región lo que Jesús había hecho. You see, the devil knew that if the Son of God would arrive at Gadara, that the entire region would experience revival. El enemigo sabía que si Jesús llegaba a Gadara, que toda la región iba a experimentar el avivamiento. And so the storm was in order to keep him from increase. La tormenta los estaba tratando de detener del crecimiento. Is anybody listening here today? So I want you to stop thinking about just surviving storms and ask, Lord, what is this storm trying to keep me out of? Usted ya debe de parar de decir, Señor, ayúdame a sobrevivir la tormenta. Y diga, Señor, ¿qué es lo que el enemigo no quiere que yo reciba? Porque la tormenta es, es hecha para prevenir que yo llegue a, una, a un terreno nuevo. Storms are meant to keep you out of new territory. So instead of Quitting when the storm ends. You need to ratchet it up. 
en vez de, de relajarse después de la tormenta, ese es el momento para avanzar más fuerte. Because God has more. Now, increase is always going to be resisted. But it's ours if we, if we want it. El crecimiento es nuestro si lo queremos. Now, I want, I want you to know that this desire for increase is the very nature of the kingdom of God. Este deseo para el crecimiento es la naturaleza del de reino de Dios. Uh, look at Exodus chapter 1, verse 7. Vea Éxodo capítulo 1, verso 7. This is the nation of Israel. Aquí vemos la nación de Israel. Éxodo 1, 7. It says, but the sons of Israel were fruitful and did what? Did what? Increased greatly and what? And multiplied and became exceedingly mighty so that the land was filled with them. Dice la escritura que los hijos de Israel eran fructíferos. Y tenían gran crecimiento y se multiplicaban y era tan grande su crecimiento que se llenó toda la tierra de ellos. Where was Israel right there and then? ¿Dónde estaba Israel? You got it. And they were in bondage where? Where? In Egypt. Guess where they were? They were in enemy territory. ¿Dónde estaba Israel en este momento? Estaba en el territorio de Egipto. En otras palabras, estaba en el territorio del enemigo. Did you know that God's people can increase even if they're in enemy territory? El pueblo de Dios puede crecer aunque esté en el territorio del enemigo. You're not listening. You're not listening with your spirit. You're not listening with your faith tonight. I need you to click on your little faith antenna. And let me put it to you like this. The people of God can prosper in a bad economy. No, no, the antenna is not on yet. Eso puede decir que, quiere decir que el pueblo de Dios puede prosperar en una economía baja. That means the people of God can have increase while everything else is going down. The people of God can be going up. Eso quiere decir que mientras eh, todos van hacia abajo, el pueblo de Dios puede estar creciendo. The enemy does not have the right or the power to keep the church from increase. El enemigo no tiene el poder ni la autoridad para de, uh, detener el pueblo de Dios del crecimiento. They... The Bible said that they were fruitful. They were increased greatly. They multiplied. They were exceedingly mighty. 
It doesn't say that everything was peachy, that all things were good, that they were extremely happy, that they were in the best circumstances, because they weren't. They were slaves. And yet in the midst of slavery, because the blessing of God was on their life, they were experiencing increase. Aunque eran esclavos, porque la bendición de Dios estaba sobre ellos, ellos estaban viendo el crecimiento. You know what? I've come to the conclusion that the reason many believers do not increase in their spiritual life is not because they can't, but because they don't want to. La razón por la cual muchos de los hijos de Dios no crecen espiritualmente no es porque no pueden, pero porque no quieren. Se conforman. They become complacent or comfortable with what they have already achieved. Can I challenge that tonight? Se conforman con lo que ya tienen. Go to Matthew chapter 13. Vaya Mateo capítulo 13 verso 31. Matthew 13 verse 31. What are you telling me, pastor? ¿Qué me está diciendo, pastor? I'm telling you that if you've never won a single soul for Christ, win one and that'll be increase. ¿Qué me está diciendo, pastor? Estoy diciendo que si usted nunca se ha ganado una alma para el Señor, gánese una y eso es crecimiento. I want you to be a soul winner. Quiero que usted sea un ganador de almas. Maybe you say, well, Pastor, I've won more than one. You were created for more. So if you've won five, I want you to say, I was created for more. Si usted se ha ganado cinco almas, diga, yo fui creado para más. Si se ha ganado 100, diga, yo fui creado para más. Come on, somebody. I'm talking about increase tonight. Estoy hablando de el crecimiento. It doesn't make any sense to pray, Lord, bless me indeed, enlarge my territory, if that isn't going from your head to your heart. I want God to enlarge my territory. Quiero que Dios uh, ensanche mi terreno. Look at Matthew, Mateo 13, 31, Matthew 13, 31. It's, it says, so he presented another parable to them saying, the kingdom of heaven is what? The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. What are we talking about here? The kingdom of heaven. What's it like? The mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field. And this is a smaller than all the other seeds, but when it is full grown, it is larger than the garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. Now notice the nature of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is like what? A mustard seed, which when it's planted is smaller than all the other seeds, but when it is full grown, 
Dice, el reino de Dios es como un grano de mostaza, que es la semilla más pequeña de los sembradores, pero cuando ha crecido, es como un árbol en el cual los, las aves hacen su nido. I want you to just notice, because that's how the kingdom of God operates. Esa es la forma que el reino de Dios opera. How does it start? How does it start? Small. And then you have a little sprout. Luego una semilla pequeña, luego un renuevo. Now, when you walk past that little sprout, you don't think anything of it. Cuando usted pasa por ahí, no, no piensa nada. It grows a little taller. Crece un poco más. No piensa nada. But he says when it's full grown, it starts giving shade to men and the birds lay their nests in it. Cuando ha crecido, es, eso que era pequeño, e, esa palabra de Dios que comenzó pequeña, pero cuando ha tomado todo su fruto, domina toda la vida. I want you to think about the seed of the word that came into your heart however long ago you got saved. Think about how small that word was. Maybe you came to the altar, you gave your life to Christ, it was just like a little seed. You didn't really, you didn't really know what happened. Something's different, something's not quite the same, but uh, um, I look the same, I feel the same, and then that little seed started to reach up and change the way you talked. Reached over and changed the way you saw things. Change the way you heard things. Change the things you did with your hands. Change the places you went with your feet. All of a sudden, it's full grown. Esa semilla de la palabra comenzó pequeña y luego uh, llegó a su boca, cambió la manera de, de hablar, cambió, cambió su manera de ver, cambió su visión, cambió su mente, cambió el destino de sus manos, la obra de sus manos, cambió el destino de sus pies. Y por eso el enemigo está en contra de el creyente. That's why the enemy is against you in your, in your family because he knows that that kingdom seed, when it's full grown, it's not just going to have mama, it's going to have daddy too, and not just going to have daddy, but it's going to have Joey and Junior and, and Susie and everybody in the family. And if we don't watch out, the enemy knows he's going to have grandma and grandpa and uncles and aunts and the whole, the whole family is going to come under the shade of that kingdom seed. Come on, somebody. If you can't get excited about this, you can't get excited about anything. I'm talking about God's kingdom grow. El reino de Dios crece. Do not despise the day of small things. No desprecies el día de pequeñeces. What does the next verse say? ¿Qué dice el, el verso que sigue? It, verse 33. He spoke another parable to them. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven, which a woman took and hid in three pecks of flour until it was all leaven. Luego dice, el reino de Dios es como la levadura. Toma un poco de levadura, 
y dice la parábola que la mujer echó la levadura en tres sacos de harina hasta que eran estaban todos llenos de levadura. A little peck of leaven can fill the whole sack of flour. A little seed can fill the whole region. Say it again. I was created for more. You see, it might have started out small, but it's not going to end small. Quizá comenzó pequeño, pero no va a terminar pequeño. Because the kingdom of God is increase. El reino de Dios es crecimiento. Listen to what the Bible says about increase. Job 8, 7. Though your beginning was insignificant, yet your end will increase greatly. Job 8, 7. Aunque tu principio fue pequeño, insignificante, tu fin será grande. Psalm 115, verse 13 through 14. He will bless those who fear the Lord, the small together with the great. May the Lord give you increase, you and your children. Psalm 107, verse 38. Sow the fields and plant vineyards and gather the fruit of increase. Proverbs 1, 5. A wise man will hear and in, will increase in learning, and a wise man of understanding shall obtain Wise counsel. Proverbios 1.5. El hombre sabio escucha y crece en su entendimiento. Proverbs 13.11. Wealth gotten by vanity shall be diminished, but he who gathers by labor will increase. Over and over again, we read in God's word that God affirms when his children say to him, enlarge my territory. Dios afirma cuando sus hijos dicen, ensancha mi territorio. I want to challenge you with this tonight because you have a ministry. Te tengo que desafiar con esto esta noche porque ustedes tienen un ministerio. Whether you are ordained or not, licensed or not, doesn't matter. God has given the church the ministry of reconciliation. Dios le ha dado a la iglesia el ministerio de reconciliación. And if you and I do not adopt in our prayer life a desire for more, then we're going to stay where we're at. Si usted y yo no adaptamos en nuestra vida de oración un deseo de crecer, nos vamos a quedar como estamos. But I refuse to stay where I am at. Yo me rehuso a quedarme donde yo estoy. So if you work for a company, look up toward the top and say, I was created for more. Si usted trabaja en una, en una compañía, diga, mira hacia arriba y diga, yo fui creado para más. And you, you need to start thinking, I can own this company. Usted puede decidir, yo voy a ser el dueño de esta compañía. 
There's no faith at Kingsway tonight. No hay fe en esta iglesia esta noche. You know, Mary C. Crowley went to work and she got a pink slip in the morning and by the evening she she uh, packed up all her things, went home. By the evening she started home interior. And how do I know that? Because her money paid for the college that I went to. Come on, somebody. You're talking about, Lord, just get me through the month. Just help me pay my bills. Just help me make sure I can buy school supplies. Lord, we've got to start praying. Lord, enlarge my territory. Tenemos que parar de orar esas oraciones pequeñas. Señor, ayúdame con este paguito. Ayúdame a sobrevivir el mes. No, usted y yo tenemos que decir, Señor, ensancha mi territorio para que yo pueda dar, para que yo pueda ofrendar, para que yo pueda hacer un impacto en el reino de Dios so that I can be an impact in the kingdom of God. Come on, Kingsway. I need some faith in the house of God tonight. We were created for more. Fuimos creados para más. And if the enemy can just get you to relax, tell you just know your place. El enemigo quiere que estés relajado y que conozcas tu lugar y que no te salgas de allí. The kingdom of God is a force of invasion. El reino de Dios es una fuerza que invade. No se puede quedar en un lugar. It can't stay in one place. It's like leaven. It, a little bit will, will leaven the whole, all the flour. And if you will get the seed of the kingdom of God in you and you will allow the spirit of God to work through you, you will find opportunities to witness. You will find opportunities to pray for the sick. You will find opportunities to teach a Bible study. You will find opportunities to do the work of God if you will just say, Lord, enlarge my territory. Yo creo que ustedes pueden hallar oportunidades para dar testimonio, para orar, para, para predicar, para a, a, abrir un estudio de, de hogar en su casa. Usted tiene que cultivar este deseo de decir, Señor, ensancha mi territorio. I think one of the mistakes that we made in the, in the old church was that we started thinking that testimonies were for the house of God. Uno de los errores que hicimos en la iglesia pasada es que dábamos tiempo a los testimonios y la, las gentes comenzaron a pensar que los testimonios eran para la casa de Dios. Que era el único lugar que podíamos testificar. El único lugar que podemos decir lo que Dios hizo. El único lugar que podemos orar. No, la iglesia tiene que salir del edificio. The church has got to leave the building and desi desire to, to save the lost wherever we can find them at any cost for the glory of God. Is the church here tonight or not? Lord, bless me and enlarge my territory. Now let me close with this. Do you think 
Jabez went and sat on his porch and just watched increase. Será que Javes fue y se sentó en el portal de su casa y esperó que llegara la bendición? No. ¿Qué hizo? La fue a buscar. He started looking, working. And so if you're going to ask God for increase, I want you to answer this question tonight. How big am I willing to believe? And how hard am I willing to work? Now, we know that justification is by grace through faith and that not of ourselves. I know you can't work your way to salvation. Say amen. amen. You know that. But faith without works is dead being alone. Get Hágate, hazte estas dos preguntas esta noche. ¿Cuánto estoy dispuesto a creer? ¿Por cuánto me atrevo a creer? Do you dare believe that God could give you a debt-free life? Now what are you going to have to do? You're going to have to use his principles and put his word to work. But I want you to believe beyond that. I want you to believe not only we can be debt-free, but I can have the amount of money that I, have, that I owe to other people. I can have that in my life. So I can build the kingdom of God. Is this too big for you? Because I'm sure there's some Christians somewhere that, that will believe that. Why not us? How big are you willing to believe God? And then how hard are you willing to work? ¿Qué tan duro está dispuesto a trabajar? What are you willing to do to stretch the boundaries para ensanchar las fronteras? We have read time and again here in this church with the words of the, of the prophet Isaiah. Stretch the place of your tent. Expand the place of your tent. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. Every one of those indicatives is something that we have to do. God will not do it for us. Él dice, ensancha el lugar de tu tienda. Él está dando una comisión. Esto lo tienes que hacer tú. Tú tienes que ensanchar el lugar de tu tienda. Tú tienes que escoger. Y dice la palabra, y no escatimes. The word says there in the text, spare not. Strengthen or lengthen your cords and spare not. Right under the pulpit. Right there. When we 
re when we remodeled, renovated the sanctuary, I put a stone with this passage of scripture written on it. And God's word, spare not. That is the foundation of the next move of God in this house. He is saying to us, spare not. Es eh, bajo del púlpito cuando hicimos la renovación. Puse una piedra con este texto escrito. No escatimes. Y ese es el fundamento de la obra de fe que vamos a ver en esta iglesia. Que usted y yo estemos decididos a decir no voy a escatimar, voy a orar como nunca antes, voy a dar como nunca antes, voy a evangelizar como nunca antes, no voy a escatimar. You and I have to decide, I'm going to pray like I have never prayed, I'm going to give like I've never given, I am going to witness like I've never witnessed, I'm going to worship like I have never worshipped, I am not going to spare anything. Because I want to see God do what he has promised to do in this house and in your life. And beyond that, I want to see him do what he created you to do. Let not one of us walk into heaven someday and say, I could have done more. Let us live today to do all that we can for Christ. Only one life will soon be passed. Only what is done for Christ will last. Would you stand with me, please? Vamos a ponernos en pie esta noche. I want to challenge you tonight to join me in prayer for increase. Te quiero animar esta noche a, a, a unirte en la oración conmigo para el crecimiento. Maybe you need increase in your health. Maybe you need increase in your finances. Maybe you need increase in your job, in your position. Maybe you need increase in your education. Whatever the next door is, I want you to get ready to take it by faith. Whatever the next door is, because he said that his children would possess the gates of their enemies. ¿Cuál sea la puerta que, que, que siga para que tú la posees? Yo quiero que usted comience a decidir, yo voy a tomar esa puerta. Porque dice la palabra del Señor que los hijos de Jehová tomarán las puertas de sus enemigos. Come on, all over this room, if there's any faith in here, I want you to raise your hands, raise your voice to God. Start praying for increase and get ready to pursue it get ready to pursue it I declare tonight that national listen now nation shaking ministries will arise out of this city and this church The nations will know 
what God has done here because we were created for more. Almighty God, we refuse to be satisfied with little things. We refuse to be satisfied with a trickle. We need a downpouring of grace. We need a downpouring of revival fire. And we ask, oh God, give us an increase in anointing. Give us an increase in faith. Give us an increase in our witness. Give us an increase, oh God, in our finances. Give us an increase in our health. Give us an increase, oh God, in every area and, and facet of our life. In the name of Jesus. Enlarge our territory.